Broadcasting from the UNMC College of Nursing, get ready for RN Huddle, the podcast dedicated to bringing hot topics for and by nurses to the table. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us here at RN Huddle. This is your host, Heidi Keeler, coming to you from the great state of Nebraska. And I just want to remind you all again that we are still undergoing social distancing here at RN Huddle. And so what that means is we are doing these recordings from a distance. We are outside of our studio and trying to bring the best to you via distance. And so we are going to request that you have a little bit of patience with us as sometimes our internet connection between both our hosts and our guests sometimes can get a little shaky. So if you hear any changes in sounds, then you know that that is probably not yours, but is ours. So thank you so much for your patience in that. I am really excited about today's episode as we are going to bring to you some very specialized knowledge from some nurse experts. And if you've been a nurse for any length of time, you have come in contact with ostomies. And so the care of ostomies, it can be a general thing where we know that there is assessment of stoma, skin, and then of course, replacement of, of appliances as dictated by orders. But have you ever wondered who the folks are that are giving those orders and, and what is the training like for that? And what are they thinking as they are assessing ostomies from their very specialized and trained point of view? So today we are going to take a look at that. We have got our co-host, Renee Pollen, who we like to joke here at RN Huddle has all things wounds on her mind. And she has brought in some of her colleagues. We have Chris Berkey, and Leaf and Cassie Norton here to talk to you about how they think when they are approaching ostomies and what to keep in mind. So I'm so excited for this. I hope you are too. Let's get right to it. Renee? Hello to all and welcome to RN Huddle. This is Renee Pollen, and today we have some very special guests of mine. These are my colleagues, friends, and members of the Nebraska affiliate of the WOCN Society. As specialty nurses certified in wound ostomy continence nursing, we have a strong passion caring for those with wounds, ostomies, fistulas, drains, pressure injuries, incontinence, and the list goes on. Our listeners are well aware of the dynamic roles a nurse can take on, and that is why we are here today. We want to share our expertise and experiences with you and hope some of our nurses throughout Nebraska and beyond might want to also pursue these same goals in mind. We also are giving you a sneak peek into what will be coming from the Nebraska affiliate of the WOCN Society, the launch of an ostomy podcast series entitled, Let's Take a Walk Through the Ostomy Care Journey. This upcoming series will be providing what our nurses throughout Nebraska have been asking for, and that is some tips and tricks and other helpful information related to caring for those with ostomies and to ultimately improve patient outcome. With that said, we have here today Chris Berkey, Ann Liff, Cassie Norton, and myself to share our many hats as a walk nurse and specifically our ostomy nurse role. So now let's start with Chris Berkey, uh, as she was the first out of all of us to obtain her CWOCN. So Chris, tell us a little bit about your walk journey. Well, actually, Renee, it was Anne, not me. <laughs> I think we can use the part. But anyway, no, oh, that's fine. So yeah, I've been a WOC nurse for about 20 years, and I've been a nurse for almost 40 years. 
So about half my career now has been as a W. I wish I'd found it much younger in my career. Love what I do. And um, I became a nurse practitioner in 2008. And so now I've taken my role to the advanced practice nursing level. And I have my own wound and ostomy clinic at the Nebraska Medical Center or Nebraska Medicine. And love what I do. Now, Chris, you have an advanced WOCN, right? You had taken Correct. different courses or exams. Well, yeah. So I kind of went about it a little differently. So originally, there was one certification exam for the bachelor's prepared RN through the Wound Ostomy Continence Nursing Certification Board. So it's separate from our society. And in 2010, I was um, an advanced practice nurse and I got asked to be part of the group to actually help create the advanced practice nursing exams for the certification board. So I spent the next four and a half years helping write thousands of questions on wounds, ostomies, and continents, and with 10 of my other colleagues from across the country. And we had a great time, but it was a lot of work and it taught me a lot about how it is to write test exams and, uh, and test questions, excuse me. But anyway, um, because we went through all that work and we did all the research for all the questions, they granted us the uh, certification when we completed it. It was something that the board elected to do. So technically, I didn't have to take the test, but because we wrote all of the test exam questions, oh, wow. they granted us that certification. Wow, so, that's very nice. Yep, so I am uh, advanced practice prepared. So for our listeners, we'll provide a link for you in our RN Huddle site, giving you the differences between the WOCN and then the advanced WOCN role to help better understand if you're interested. So, okay, well, Anne, I'm sorry. I, I, I guess I shouldn't assume. So tell us about... <laughs> Your journey then, since you've been around and walk nursing for quite some time. Well, thank you. I've been in my role for over 20 years. Uh, Chris and I were pretty close in the time that we went into WOC nursing. My background, I did many years on the medical surgical area, and I really enjoyed it because there was a lot of patient education that I did. I worked in the vascular nursing role quite a bit. Our floor, we did a lot of major surgical patient care, as well as vascular nursing. And of course, with vascular nursing came many wounds. And I was fortunate enough to come into wound nursing kind of from the ground level when wound research was really starting to take off. For example, betadine was the Everybody got betadine in their wounds, which we know is not used uh, routinely now. From there, I decided that I wanted to go into WOC nursing. And so I ended up going into home health care. And that is where I, I, I went to school. Um, I've been in WOC nursing for over 20 years. I'm, I'm like Chris, where I've been a nurse over uh, close to 40 years. I decided back in 2018 to go back to school to get my master's degree 
and it is actually in education because I really enjoy working with students and with nurses and, and have a great interest in professional development in nursing. But I still continue in my role. I work at Bryan Medical Center and I do outpatient as well as inpatient WOC nursing. I did home health care for over 10 years and that experience as a WOC in that area was very valuable, really helps with coordination of care. And I would say walk nursing, you, you know, outpatient, inpatient, and home health all have, it's all a little bit different. And so we'll be introducing that throughout our ostomy series too, because that transition is very, very important. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It really brings it together. And that's the I think that's the fun thing about being a nurse is that you can really spread your wings into so many different areas of nursing. And this for me has been a a really awesome career path. Absolutely. And Cassie, and you're in home health and you've really taken on a role with managing the wound ostomy patients in home health, correct? Yes, yes, yes. I guess you could say I've been a nurse just half as long as these ladies have, and I aspire to be as good as they are. And oh, stop. Yeah, no, Chris, you're my idol. I mean, if I have yeah. issues with folks in, in home care, I mean, I try. That's frightening. <laughs> <laughs> no, then I know that I can, uh, re, you know, count on you to, to help you know, help out in that area. I started as a candy striper right out of high school. I've always wanted to be a nurse. And then, you know, life took over and I didn't actually get into nursing until I'm a late in life nurse. I've only been a nurse for 22 years. I've only been certified for the last eight years. So my path actually started in long-term care. I loved taking care of the older folks, um, learning about their disease processes and realizing what's, you know, exacerbating at this time compared to all the other comorbidities. Along my journey then, um, I became the assistant director of nursing at a long-term care facility, and you inherit many jobs. So restorative nursing, which really helped with pressure relief, behavioral nursing, scheduling, yada, yada, yada. But then I also inherited being the wound nurse. And I thought, okay, all right. Oh my gosh, I fell in love with epithelialization (laughs) along the wound bed. I mean, seriously, that's where I fell in love with it at. And I thought, you know, I think I could do this. I think this is something I'd like to do. So when I started researching, moving into doing something like this, I found that ostomy came with it and so did continence. And I thought, well, why not? I mean, my dad's a plumber, so I kind of get the plumbing aspect of ostomies. And that, you know, really kind of helps out a lot. He he knows what that barrier ring is all about. It's like, you know, when you're setting a a toilet, you got that washer that's there, keeps it from (laughs) leaking. So that has been been very helpful. I also thought as as a nurse, I could be a lot more marketable if I had this certification, which has really helped. I moved into the home care. I've always been very structured. I could see the hierarchy of things. I never ever thought I would be a home care nurse and now here I am. I actually love it. I get the opportunity to go into people's homes and help them be successful with their pouch changes and um, get to teach. I I really, really enjoy that aspect of it. I also get to teach nurses that are ostomy afraid, help them Mm -hmm. build their confidence with working with patients with ostomies. 
then and that's why we're here today exactly we like absolutely you said. We're here and that's why we're building this series is because of all these questions or people coming to us, you know, intimidated. They don't want to do the wrong thing. Patients get upset if it leaks. So we're wanting to provide that and give any tips and tricks as possible. So yes. that's exactly right. And I like your analogy there about plumbing because that's important uh, to know. <laughs> yeah. In order to know what kind of products you're going to use. So yeah, yeah. yeah. That, then also along the way to learn more, I started going to the Ostomy Association here in Omaha and really liked, I learned so much from them to be able then to turn around and share with the people that I can actually, you know, touch hands to. And so now as the president of the Omaha Association, I, I really enjoy that, touch a lot of people's lives. And then to recognize that in the end, the ostomy doesn't define the person. It's just no. another aspect of life. And for that very short period of time after they have this new ostomy, that's all they really can tend to focus on. And they think their life is over. And it's not. Um, for some people who, you know, with other disease processes like Crohn's and an ulcerative colitis, it's actually a life changing and mm -hmm. in a positive way for them. So that, that's, what's, that's what I love most about it. It's very, very rewarding. Mm -hmm. to see people succeed and then be independent. Yeah, I say I would say being on that journey with them, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the bonds that you really develop with patients has been is so valuable and I I agree the uh the rewards that you gain from not just that bond but seeing people who who have a live with an ostomy become independent over time and being able to take that information like something that they've learned and then you learn from them and carrying that information to say the next person that you have touched in in their lives i tell patients all the time you know i ha i definitely have tricks of the trade but those tricks of the trade never were something that i learned in a book. I learned a lot of those things through listening to patients, taking time with those relationships, and they gave me all kinds of little tricks that I am able to use and pass on to other people. Just like the support groups throughout our state with our, the United Ostomy Association of America, that is a great resource, you know, and Lincoln has an ostomy chapter that I've been involved in with conferences and things. Chris, you've, you've been there and, and everything where we've spoke. And just that whole collaboration and, and working with patients that live with ostomies. It's like nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, those are really good resources. Oh, go ahead, Chris. No, I was just going to say, you know, when Ann was talking about building the relationships and I was thinking, you know, you, you get to a point where you laugh with them, you cry with them, um, you know, all those things. And, and like Ann and, and Kath, um, you know, I've been in roles where, you know, I've worked in long-term care. I've worked in acute care. Now I'm in the outpatient setting. I've even did a short stint in home care. And it is, it's just, um, you know, you, you make lifelong friends and it's fun. Like if I go to visit some of the uh, if I ever go lecture at like the Lincoln Ostomy group, and some of them still remember me, well, hopefully it's all good memories, but you know, some of them still remember me. And then, you know, when I go to the Omaha group and, and talk 
put them there. You know, a lot of them um, are very familiar faces, and but you know, they're just like Cassie said. It's just you know, they're people, and they've just gotten put into these situations, and everybody has their own path on their journey. Some do it a little faster or easier than others, and some struggle a little bit more. And um, you know, that those are tricks of the trade as well, is helping mm -hmm. um, adapt and cope and. Mm -hmm. And that is really uh, one of the roles that I like is you become a counselor, yep. you know, uh, for people, helping them through that adaptation. And isn't that what we do as nurses, really? You know, and, and the goal, hopefully, being that the patient becomes independent, that this isn't something that's going to keep them at home or limit them living with an ostomy, but really it's a rehab you know Cass you you mentioned that you had like the restorative nursing that is such an important key function you know as a nurse we do restorative nursing you know with patients that are new to living with their ostomy right mm -hmm. well and I've even had patients who you know I saw years and years ago uh, when I first became an ostomy nurse and now they show up at my doorstep and they're on their next journey. You know, maybe they've been diagnosed with a different kind of cancer or a new cancer or uh, they've uh, had a stroke. And so now that's affected their ostomy management, whatever. And so now you're, you're, you're at, you put that hat back on with that restorative nursing. I know I was an acute nurse when I first became a nurse years ago. And so, yeah, you learn those principles, you dust them off and you, you roll them out and you help your patient make that next life change, hopefully as seamlessly as they can. Yeah, and like Ann said, you know, um, we have lots of tips and tricks, but they're all, obviously you can't, every patient's going to be a little bit different. And so sometimes there's trial and error. And throughout my journey, I was, at, you know, in a long-term acute care hospital and you know they had multiple comorbidities they were very very challenging and honestly I, I loved that because you know sometimes my tricks didn't work but then you got to figure it out and then you figure it out and they're happy as can be they're not leaking anymore and then they, you know, educate the staff with that as well and, and so I, I really really enjoyed that part and of course same with and, you know, I love the education piece and it just comes along with walk nursing mm -hmm. um, education with staff and patients and going through the journey with them is just so rewarding. And that's kind of where I am today with UNMC with continuing nursing education. I've been able to help with Nebraska affiliate conference and now also with, we're hoping we're to get the ostomy workshop going for our nurses. So even if you don't want to specialize, um, we are wanting to provide tools and resources for you, for, you know, for our nurses in Nebraska and beyond. So you can manage, use those tools to help manage those difficult situations and be able to do trial and error. So we're here for you and we're doing it through podcast right now because COVID, of course, every... COVID delays everything. So the workshop hopefully is in our near future. And then there, oh, I also got the WTA program. So we'll put a link, which is a wound treatment associate program. So if you don't want to specialize in walk nursing, we definitely are encouraging um, wound ostomy continence nursing, but we can put an infographic on the RN huddle kind of deciphering WTA versus WOCN. And then what Chris talked about WOCN, the advanced role. So 
Yeah, so we are uh, very excited. And, you know, we kind of already talked about our love and passion as ostomy nurses, but what would you say you love most about your role or the management involved? What, you know, what would be that one point thing that you would like to share? Well, I guess I'll go first. I think a lot of it has already been hit. So, you know, hit upon, I, it's, it's trying to figure it out. So I, I'm drawn to educating, obviously. Um, I almost left nursing and I was going to go to school to become a teacher. <laughs> and then I got into this role and I didn't have to do that um, because I could be a teacher here. So I love that aspect. I love the ability to teach. And like as Cassie and Anvo said, it's not even just the patients, it's staff. It's I, I get to go into nursing schools and medical schools now and, and give lectures and stuff. So it's, you know, there's lots and lots of opportunities there. So that's probably one part, but I think the biggest part for me is just that satisfaction when you improve somebody's quality of life and kind of giving it back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, when that patient says, I haven't been able to leave the house for 30 days because of a leaking pouch mm-hmm. or my skin hurts so bad, mm-hmm. or um, everybody said I smelled and I didn't want to smell and now they can go about their life. And yeah, it's just, it's just, there's no greater feeling than being able to impart that ability to, to improve their life again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think I would echo that as well, Chris, that sense of satisfaction when you are able to help that person cross that threshold and become independent. I do like the, the problem solving aspect of it because every person is different and sometimes you have to think outside the box a little bit mm-hmm. um, to help them to be successful. And then when you do that, it's even that much more rewarding to, to say, wow, you know, and, and I tell all my ostomy patients, I'm like, every stoma has its own personality. There isn't another one just like yours. And so our job is to figure out the personality and we're going to make it work. That's funny. I like how you say that. I always say, I need to get acquainted (laughs) with your wound. I always say that. I got to get to know it first. (laughs) So that's funny. We all kind of think the same. So, Mm -hmm. well, I I talk to stomas all the time. So, (laughs) I do. You're the great stoma whisperer. (laughs) You know, I actually had a physician say that to me this past month (laughs) because we were having uh, some little difficulties and everything. And I was able to get something turned around for a patient and he emailed me back and said, you're the stoma whisperer. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been called that before, but it was, it was pretty comical. One of my surgeons calls me the stoma ninja. I don't know if that's good. Uh, there you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. You know, one thing that we do at Brian is our wound team has a, each semester has students from the College of Health Sciences follow us and shadow us in the clinical, for clinical experiences. So I'm not repeating myself over and over with students. I decided that it would be nice to educate them in a hands-on conference, post-conference. And so what we do is we have a two-hour lecture with them and we have a hands-on workshop where we give information about ostomy management but also that hands-on basic pouching 
strategies for them so that they, and we use models, stoma models that are given to us through different corporations. And so we, we put together these kits and, uh, and teach the students how to do uh, a pouch change. And that's been very helpful because I don't assume that every student is going to be eventually working here in the Lincoln area. They're going to be working all over the world, okay? And if I can at least give them that information that they can go out there and do some of the basic pouching. Not be so intimidated. Yeah, Mm-hmm. Yes, not be so intimidated, but take that information and be able to use it in their practice. And that's, that's kind of my approach. That's my, I'm, I'm revved by it because I, I love doing it. They're, they're curious, it's different, and it's hands-on. And I think, you know, instead of just standing up in front of them and lecturing and everything, they have something that they can actually, a tool that they can use. And it hopefully will improve not only their professional lives, but patients as well. Absolutely. So that's my, that's my jazz, I guess. Yes. Well, we love that because that's, that's our whole purpose too, is we're going to bring it to our nurses already in the field and they've been requesting that. So that's kind of a sneak peek also of what, what is to come from a future workshop with ostomy care. So Yeah. And would you guys say too, with what I really enjoyed about like woundostomy continent school was, or even the ostomy part is just really diving in on the surgeries and how, how they're developed and then how that impacts even our decision when applying products and, you know, educating the patient and staff that piece is just so important. And when in school, I just, I was, I mean, I read everything in the book, every, everything in the textbook. I was just, I, I thought it was amazing, you know? So when you're, that's where your passion is school, it was, oh, this is fun. So um, I would definitely encourage it if someone is interested. How did everybody get into WSC nursing? Where'd you go to school? I went through Emory University down in Atlanta, and I did a remote learning, so we, this was for email, guys, so <laughs> that's who I am, but anyway, so we did it by snail mail and cassette tapes, <laughs> but um, anyway, it took me about a year um, because of the snail mail, I'm sure, but <laughs> we did all three um, sections, so I, I did all three wound ostomy incontinence, and we'll that maybe in some other time, but you can do like just one section or whatever. But anyway, and then the thing I really liked about going to Emory is they did require a one week on-site learning and it was all hands-on and you kind of ate, drink and slept uh, WC nursing for a week with about seven other people from all over the country and and so you know, made some lifelong friends there. And then, um, you know, you got to work in kind of the Emory clinics um, that they have is established there. So that was just where I went at the time and never regretted doing that. But there's lots of other good programs too. Yeah, my program did the one week as well. We had to go, mine was in Philadelphia. It was LaSalle University. And that was with a wound care celebrity, as I like to say, Dr. Janice Bites. Yeah. She's now moved the program to Rutgers University. But I mean, to this day, she's I, I can just hear her in the back of my mind just 
oh, telling me something or that I'm able to apply. She's just full of knowledge. Um, so you hear, you hear Janice, I hear Dorothy. <laughs> oh, do you? That's funny. Yeah. Constantly, isn't it? It's just. Dorothy Doty was, was, yeah, at the Emory for those yeah, le lectures will come up in my mind because I remember oh, yeah. being so fascinated and intrigued by what she had to say. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think that's funny that, you know, I, over all these years, it's still there. <laughs> so, yeah, well, this is, this has been really fun. Anything else you guys want to share with our listeners or nurses, um, maybe those that maybe wanting to go into walk nursing? Well, after I, I finished my program. Mine was through Albany Medical Center, but it is, it's no longer afloat. But once you do finish that program, you, that makes you eligible to take a board certification. And so I took my board certification through the Wound Ostomy Continent Certification Board, and I completed all three of those exams. And then I have recertified every five years, but they do have a professional growth program that you can recertify through. I've just decided to go through an, an exam, probably go through more pain and suffering that way, but that's my choice that I have done. Chris, you're, you're really knowledgeable about all the certifications. I don't know if we have time to get into that or not. You mean as far as the different programs across the country? Because there, mm -hmm. there's really one other program that educates people for ostomy uh, management. That's a different program. And you essentially go to class for a week and then sit for an exam. And if you pass, you're certified. There's not a lot of didactic that I'm aware of. So I, I don't want to sound like I'm an expert in that program. I'm not. But I think that the WCN Society and the Certification Board programs are kind of the gold standard when you look at like the United Ostomy Association of America or some of the other groups, that's usually who they'll reference to. I'm not saying that other people don't have knowledge, but we've just been around a long time. The WCN Society has been around for 53 years now, I think almost. So, um, you know, they literally started at the ground up at Cleveland Clinic many, many years ago and and so they have kind of been the forebearers of ostomy nursing and um, advancing the the practice itself. So, so I must be one of the, the the newer the newer model, if you will. I went through the WebWalk program. I had kids at the time. I didn't feel like I could leave them to go to school. I had to ask them how to get to class because it was all on the internet. I had to have them help me get there. Um, but I, but I enjoyed that program. It wasn't, um, it was a shorter period of time and I was able to find a preceptor locally that I could go and do the hands-on with, which was very helpful. And taking the test, the very first time I took my test, Ann Lith was sitting for hers. That woman did all three of hers in one day. And I'm like, holy mackerel, <laughs> if she can do it, I can do it too. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, and I choose to do like Anne, just restudy and relearn, not relearn, but restudy and really be up to date every five years when it comes to certification. I feel like I will do better that way. And it is a very hard test, but it's mm -hmm. so worth it when it's over with. Yep. Very worth it. And we're a community too, especially, you know, um, even at the smaller level in Nebraska affiliate, we collaborate we don't feel alone. You know, we do call each other and collaborate if we have a 
patient transitioning between settings. And so, you know, we look to one another as well. So, well, thank you everyone. This was fun. It was fun to have these discussions today and I hope our listeners enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, For those of you thinking about looking into walk nursing and not sure where to go from here, you can contact the Nebraska affiliate at nebraska.wocn at gmail.com. Our officers and members will be more than happy to assist you or even be your mentor throughout the process or even join the WOCN society and become a member. Any nurse can join and check out the resources attached to this podcast on the RN Huddle site for other important information as well. And please stay tuned for the Ostomy podcast series on RN Huddle, where we will dive in on a number of topics to help you in your practice when caring for patients with ostomies. We will be sharing multiple perspectives of the ostomy care journey, including special guests of walk nurses, nurse navigators, and patients. We are excited to share these important topics with you and hope to have you there. Until we meet again, thank you for tuning into RN Huddle. Well, once again, we are just floored by the amount of knowledge that our guests bring in. We are super excited to bring you the first of hopefully many episodes on ostomies. Chris, Renee, Anne, and Cassie, thank you so much for bringing this knowledge to us. I know that I have learned and Despite whatever experience that you might have in this area, it never hurts to refresh your memory and to get more than one opinion. So thank you so much. I hope that you've learned from this episode. And of course, if you have ideas or topics that you want to hear us discuss here at RN Heddle, feel free to send those along. We are super excited to hear from you. We love that you join us here at the show and can't wait to see you next time on RN Huddle. Thank you for listening to RN Huddle. To stay connected, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at UNMC CNE or check out unmc.edu slash CNE for more program information.